Hey, I'm Amy. And I'm Anita. And And we're we're sisters. sisters. We promise four things. Wisdom, real life experiences, some of what not to do, and lots of laughs. We aren't experts and we can't write a prescription, but we've lived a whole lot of life. Together, we've been married a combined total of 46 years to our spouses, raised four amazing young men, and one feisty girl. Help! We love podcasts, but we couldn't find one for our season of life, so we decided to start one. You are listening to the Hot Flash Podcast. Well, hello, Hot Flashers, and welcome. We are so excited that you are back. And, well, we're going to introduce you to our guest. Well, hello, Anita. Hello. I am not the guest, but Lainey Crowder (laughs) is. Hello. Hello, Lainey. Hi, y'all. Thank you for joining us today, Lainey. We've actually been talking off mic for a little bit because, y'all, we'll just give you a little insight into how long we've known each other. It's been a... Almost 20 years or over 20 years when we met Lainey, Lainey worked with my husband in his company. But one of the things that we did that we all love is we did this fun little dinner club or supper club called Tasty Fresh. Which we should trademark that right now. We should. I know. <laughs> 20 years in the making. Trademark yes. it. We talked about yes. it. It was so we did. Awesome. <laughs> It was, we could have had a TV show. It was going to be great. It was, we did have all those ideas, didn't we? Yeah. So fun. Well, Lainey, I will ask you the first question. So what we always right. ask our guests are, in a flash, tell us about yourself. Oh, goodness. This is going to be the whole podcast. I'm just kidding. No, go it for short. it. Go for in it. a flash. Um, let's see. I am a mother of two. I have a 10-year-old son and an almost 7-year-old daughter, um, married to my high school sweetheart. Yes. Um, and we went from Greenville to Nashville, back to Georgia, back to Nashville. And now, after 15 years in Nashville, we are back in Georgia, living closer to family down in, uh, on Lake Oconee down here. Um, I run, I, I call it a ministry. It's called Life in the Wheat Field, which is um, based off of Hopefully this doesn't sound too crazy to listeners, but a vision I had at a women's retreat back in 2017 of a woman standing in a wheat field and God just completely changed my life with that vision. And Mm -hmm. so now it's all based on John 10, 10, the verse I've come to have life and have it in abundance. And I just, my goal is to just put, put it in people's mind and remind myself daily to not miss the abundance in this crazy wild world we live in. So I do that online, go and speaking, trying to get a book written, which is much harder than I anticipated and just, Raising some children. That's 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 you, who I am. You just have like a couple of things going. <laughs> yeah. Just, just a couple, two, three thousand uh, things going in a day. There you go. I, Don't we all do at this point? That's right. We do. And we figure it out. Yeah. We figure it out. We figure it out even though it can uh, be messy and interesting and beautiful all at the same time. Well, one all of the things the that Lainey said when we were just talking off mic, which I thought was pretty incredible, and actually we started recording at that point, but you were talking about <laughs> imposter syndrome and how yeah. if if you don't have imposter syndrome, like it's a good thing, but if you don't have it, you're just really kind of a prideful person. So God just gives yeah, us everything we need. Yeah, I just feel like they get a bad rap. That's right. I mean, imposter syndrome, no one wants to feel like they're not equipped or they're less than or what am I doing, but I get tickled. Everybody I know has it and talks about it. And I'm like, I would rather have that than the other side of the coin is be like, just a prideful 
arrogant person, which no one likes or appreciates what they have to say. So I don't think a, a healthy dose of imposter syndrome is a bad thing. I think it's actually like there can be some humility in there if you, you let it be. And what's been funny is, so y'all know this, but probably people listening, my husband's in the music industry and he gets tickled by the amount of people he will write with that are like, have number one hits and they sit there in the room and they're like, I have imposter syndrome. I don't, I, I don't even know if I can write this song. I don't I mean, I don't think it's going to be any good. No one's going to care. And you're just sitting here going, everyone's going to care. They've all bought your songs already. Like every single person deals with that. And I don't know. It's just been this thing that keeps coming up everywhere. And yep. I don't know. Compared to a prideful, arrogant person, I'll take a little bit of, of imposter. I love that. Right? I love that. I love <laughs> that. That is such a beautiful it. pivot yes. to something that can be paralyzing. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, one of the things that you just talked about too, Lainey, was life in the wheat field, which is your ministry, and we love it, and it is based on John 10.10, which um, if people don't know that verse in the Bible, it is the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Um, So why is that verse important to you? Well, it's funny, honestly, in the last month, it's become not even more important, but more clear. Um, That verse is important to me because once I realized, like, I saw this picture of a woman in a wheat field, and there's a really long story as to why that spoke to me at that exact moment, but we can share that another time. But when I started realizing, okay, this woman was in wheat, she wasn't, like, standing in a grocery store aisle, she wasn't in the grass, like, it was wheat, Mm -hmm. and wheat is symbolic of abundance. And so I was like, well, that's interesting. Okay, let's go look into this. And so abundance by definition means a great plenty, ample sufficiency, an overwhelming quantity. And when you read that back part of John 10, 10, it says, you know, Jesus is saying, I have come that they may have life and have it in a great quantity, ample sufficiency, Mm -hmm. overwhelming Mm -hmm. sufficiency, like overwhelming quantity. You realize like, that's, that's a life that, we don't claim a lot or it doesn't look like that a lot with our earthly eyes. And so I don't know. I've just kind of been on this quest to figure out like, what is this life that he's created for us? And how do we, when we don't feel like it's so abundant, still see those things. Um, But the reason it's become even more, I don't know, tangible is the word I keep using is over the last month. Like I've realized what's so interesting about that birth is if you just read the back part, it's cute, right? Like Jesus, I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. But the front part is the complete opposite of that. The thief yeah. comes to steal and kill and destroy. Right. Two very different ways of like life all in one verse. And so I've started speaking about which part of that verse are you sitting in on a daily mm-hmm. basis? And when Because they're very different. <laughs> that is so true. And... I was just going to say one of the things that I've learned over the years of of just digging into the Bible is nothing is written without intention. And so mm-hmm. it was very intentional that the first part of that is alerting you to what is going to be coming at you on a daily moment yes. by moment basis. Like this is yes. what's coming first. But mm-hmm. and then there's it looks like there's a period if we put it in the right spot. And then there's this whole 
huge sentence about hope and abundance and, like you said, overwhelming. So it's so intentional that it was written like that. Absolutely. And I had a friend, um, and the reason I, this month it's really come to light is that I was um, in Nashville on the day that the, the Covenant School shooting happened. And I sat in the front part of that <sighs> verse. Like, I, it, you know, I'd, I'd worked in that school on Saturdays when we first moved to Nashville. And my husband was literally two streets away when it all happened. And um, one of the children that was killed had been in my son's preschool class years ago. Like, it, it was very different feeling. Mm. Um, and I sat in the front part of that verse for a really long time, like a couple of days. Which, mm. And then one day I was like, there's a back part too. Like, mm. I, what, but what feels more tangible to me is the stealing and killing and destroying that has mm-hmm. happened. But thank goodness there's a back part, you know? And I think I, it's cute to talk about the abundance, but like when your child gets a diagnosis or you hear terrible news, like it's hard to it remember doesn't feel it. abundant. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I, I've just, when I, I spoke this past Friday night at a church and that's, I was like, I started with, there are two parts to this first. And like, yes, there's a thief who is right here in our midst at every turn. Like, it's not, that's not news to anyone. We know that. Right. But like, it is our choice. Do we see, do we choose to see the world through that front part of the verse or the back part? And so my goal with this ministry is just to acknowledge there's tragedy and trauma. And it is truly like death was never supposed to be a part of this world, you know, but there is, we can choose to still trust God in it and see the abundant life that I believe he has for us in it. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. That's so like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes it's you. It's easier to talk about than to live out, though, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Especially with everything that is going on in the world. And that yeah. kind of takes me to we were listening. You did an interview with, is it Caroline Hobby? Am I saying? Is yes, that who it is? Yes. Oh, I my gosh. Yeah. It was so, so good. But one of the things that you guys spent, some time on was talking about anxiety and Mm. that is something that has is so prevalent I've never I've never heard it mentioned more and with young people and even I I have a 13 year old daughter and she had at one within the last couple of months and it wasn't the first time that she had said it but it just hit me differently she was like I'm this is overwhelming to me. And I'm like, how do you even know what overwhelming means? Like, what does that mean? You're 13. Like everything is kind of, you're not having to work for food and and all this stuff. (laughs) How can you be overwhelmed? And, but you had this amazing like moment with the Holy Spirit where you, he told you what anxiety was. And would you talk about that? I just thought that was so amazing. Yeah, well, it, it was been interesting with the the anxiousness of it all, um, which I'm with you. It is mind blowing to me um, the amount. To me, this is a tactic of the enemy at every turn. Yeah, <laughs> and I believe that we throw it out there so much, like I'm anxious, I'm anxious, I'm anxious, that um, we kind of give him credit in doing so. Um, and I do wonder. This is this is because that interview was from a couple years ago. Like recently, Corey and I, my husband and I, have been having this huge conversation about it because. It is something like I've, I've been to both emergency rooms in my town with a son who has anxiety issues. That's mm-hmm. what they've ended up. Right. The chest pain, the passing out at school. Right. So us talking about it 
um, it's such a tactic of the enemy right now. It is so out there and we wear it like a coat. Mm, <laughs> and yeah. I know this is not what I talked about on the podcast. We wear it like a coat and we get so comfortable with it that we just go, this is who, this is who we are. Yeah. It's what my whole family's dealt with. Like I'm an anxious person. It just is what it is. And where I'm at now with it is I actually believe we have unfortunately like <laughs> given the enemy a chance to, to kind of hand us that lie and us take it on in our identity mm. of, oh, I'm just an anxious person. That is not in any way how God intended us to live. And I'm not that just like, right. you know what I mean? I, I'm not saying like, it, it is real. It is 100% real. Right. But we do not have to live with that anxiousness coat all over us. And what's interesting is the first thing I learned when I was, I sound so geeky because I'm like, I never intended on being this like wheat filled lady. But when I was like, what is decision? What does it mean? What, where did this come from? And the first thing I learned when I found out wheat was about abundance, I was like, I do not have a green thumb. I do not know how to grow anything, but like, let me go learn about wheat. And what blew me away. And I feel like God just threw this little break home at me and was like, Hey, this is going to get you on the right track to keep going with this study you're writing. When the wheat has been grown and a farmer how he knows it's time to go like harvest all the wheat so he can like turn it in and actually make money and, you know, provide for his family. The the head part of the wheat falls down and they call it bowing. And I thought, Oh my goodness. Like the wheat even knows I did, you know, this wheat cannot become wheat by itself. It took mm. rain and it took effort and it took God providing and it bows in like Thanksgiving. That's how the farmer, the, literally the heads of these wheat bow over and they're like, today's the day to go harvest it wow. because the fruit of it has become so heavy it bows. <sighs> and so I That's started incredible. thinking through like, oh my gosh, like when we are in a great season of life, I'll pause this in anxiety in a, in a second, I promise. Like we have to have that same posture of gratitude and thankfulness mm. for getting us here. And, and in my talk, I've been talking on, you know, we, we can get anxious. This is what we do. But there is a verse, it's the Philippians 4, 6 through 7, that says, you know, do not be anxious about anything, but yeah. in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, yeah. with bowing, mm-hmm. present your request to God. Yeah. And what's crazy to me is like that verse right there tells you that thanksgiving, <laughs> gratefulness, bowing, thank you, changes anxiety to peace because at the very beginning of that verse it says do not be anxious about anything but in everything with prayer and petition and then it goes on to say and the peace of god will transcend all understanding you have anxiety in the middle of thanks thankfulness in the end you have peace and so i do wonder as much anxiety as there is right now for a million different reasons we could dissect culture at this point in time and come up with a hundred of them right yeah like how would thanksgiving and literally just getting down to the minimum of what we're thankful for, yeah. bring that anxiety and turn it into peace. That is so good because it also takes the focus off of yourself and it puts it there somewhere else. It's the, and that it's gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude changes gratitude. things. And, and it's free. And it's so, I mean, to me, that's a tactic too. And I do not want to give the front part of John 10, 10 too much credit, but I do believe we're living in a world where I don't know how much better it's going to get. You know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not an end time scholar. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just saying like the enemy has been here since the garden. He certainly is not going anywhere, you know, like, but he would love nothing more for us to sit here and see the lack in our life. The one thing that's not 
good when there's 99 great things in our life. And I feel like it's so easy, especially now with, you know, it's, it's terrifying for me. My kids aren't teenagers yet, but they're heading, heading that way to sit here and go like, I know what it's like for a middle school girl right now. I mean, I don't know. I know how hard middle school was, but now you've got social media, you've got who's doing what you've got all these expectations to live up to with like, influencers and that whole world, the YouTube yeah. generation, like yeah. of what your life should look like. You're constantly seeing lack. You're constantly not having a grateful heart. Of course, we're all going to have anxiety. Yeah. Identity issues. Yes. I mean, so, just yeah. ripping at the core. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just want to, you know, I, um, I've been working at a school around here in their chapel. Like, they'll invite me to come and speak. And I have a friend back in Nashville. She introduced me to this practice. And she's a godsend just because it, like, completely changed the way prayer works, in my opinion. It's like she does listening prayers. It's like, hey, let's let's go take a question to God. Let's listen. Like, or where in your life is there a lie um, that we need to, like, get out of there? Let's figure out, like, Let's take some time to pray about it and hear what God tells you your lie is. Like, he will tell you. Like, let's just take some time, you know? Yeah. And then let's bring it to the foot of the cross and get rid of it and all these things. And so I started doing that with these middle schoolers a few weeks ago. And I wish I had him here. I would read some. The lies they identified were the most heartbreaking thing. And it was every single person turned one in. They did not, like, shy away from that. I, did, I just said, hey, if you want to turn one in, I'll be praying over it over the next couple of weeks, but all of them are about anxiety and I'm afraid it's going to keep me from reaching my dreams. I'm afraid it's going to keep me from not having relationships mm. from, with, with the people I want to have um, relationships with. It was so much about anxiety that it's now even, it's become such a, a big thing that I, I, you know, it's a big battle to face, but I just think that gratitude can really be the antidote for it. And I will say this, just because this may play into like, you know, how you started your podcast at the season you all are in, so much of it was these kids feeling like they're a disappointment to their parents. Mm. And that was very, these were 7th grade to 12th grade um, girls, actually. And I thought, wow, all these kids walking around feeling that I'm a disappointment to my family was very eye-opening and how, like, how do I want to raise my kids to, like, Yes, I, I am upset with the decision they made, but like I've got to make sure they understand that that doesn't change my love for you. Are we doing that unless it's right? Yes, you know, right? Because um, it is easy for a child to equate. Oh, my mom's getting on to me for this, or I didn't, you know, I missed the mark here, right? Because um, maybe their friends do that. You know, maybe you're one and done with your friends, and they carry that over into parental relationships. But when I think too, anyway. you can get so busy that you forget to tell the people that you're closest to how much you love them, like how much they oh, mean right? to you. Yeah. Because life gets so busy and you're just trying to get here, there, everywhere and do right. your thing and just get through yeah. the day. And you, that's one of the things that we've learned through the loss of our mom is that mm. like, tell people, tell people now how much you love them. Like, when yeah. they come to mind, there's a reason God's put them on your heart mm-hmm. and you better do mm-hmm. something about it. Or you might have regret that you could have done something for somebody and mm-hmm. and just made them feel special and let them know how special they oh. are to you. So yeah. it's That's such a good point. Well, I, I, I don't know what episode of your podcast it was where you talked about. I think it was you, Anita. Like you've gotten where you're like, I'm going to call someone at least once a week, like, and just 
you yes. know, encourage them or talk to them. Like, I think even something like that, how that goes such a long way. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I, I makes... think we really did just COVID changed a lot of us because it changed the whole dynamic of the world, really. Right. And it's just, we're relearning how to connect with people. Um, and in some ways, maybe we did need to like make our circle smaller and we weren't meant to be involved in every single thing, but it, it feels harder to go back in to like connections with people and checking in on people or no, I'm just calling to, you know, Oh, do you need something? No, I'd literally yeah. come to say, Hey, are you doing all right? You know, yeah. it's a quick text now, a voice text, a Facebook message. And um, there, yeah, there's so many ways to get in touch with somebody and let them know that you're thinking about them. And it always yeah. lifts your spirits. Yeah, like, there's never a time always. where you're like, I can't believe they messaged me. Yeah. Told me they <laughs> yeah. were thinking about me. Yeah. That is the worst. <laughs> I did hear this morning um, on the, the radio station that I listen to here locally, the um, the host was actually talking about loneliness. And there is a new study that has just come out that says that loneliness is like the equivalent I could literally be getting ready to slaughter this statistic, but you're going to get the gist of it. Um, I think she said that loneliness is the equivalent of like 12 cigarettes a day if you were smoking on your system. Wow. Like it is oh that. Oh, my god! I think that's what it was. I will, I will try to go back and see if I can find that to correct myself if I'm incorrect. However, the gist of it is loneliness manifests itself physically in your body um, and is harmful and community, just what we were talking about, the beauty of community. You could be the person that you have no idea what just that quick text letter, buying the person's coffee that's behind you in the Starbucks line, picking up a kid from school to help a, a single mom, helping someone at work, holding a door, like just well, things that are, that are kind can mean to someone that could be uh, lonely. And that's something that yeah. actually Amy and I are going to work on because it was something that our mom did that we found out after she passed away when we were in the when we were in the line in the receiving line for receiving friends and person after person came through that we didn't know and would say, your mom did this for me. Your mom and dad did this. Your mom and dad did this. And Amy and I were like, amazing. we want to form, and I'm totally throwing this out here right now, but like, like the Yeah Yeah initiative, like just be kind. Oh my God. Like just, just do something kind for a person and how it's like, we've actually found a note that, we were mama said long story short mama had her car full of stuff and we cleaned it out (laughs) and amy and i were looking at it the other day and we found a note about one guy in roman times i'm probably totally gonna mess up the story but he was um, she had it printed out in her car for Mm -hmm. some reason probably for this moment right now but he was the mm-hmm. he was the person who was a Christian and went into the well, wasn't he a monk? He, he was, was, a, was monk? He a monk. I can't from remember. Italy. From Italy, he walked from Italy walked to from Rome. Italy to Rome because he felt like God told him to go. Yeah. He. This is during the gladiator Which took times weeks for him to walk from Italy to Rome. Took weeks. So he got there and realized that the gladiators were going to fight each other and kill each other and possibly may not know Jesus. And he kept crying out 
in the midst of this huge crowd and said they actually, did he come down in the thing? He got into the Coliseum and like got in between, in between it the gladiators. Like two of the gladiators. And they actually killed him. But Whoa. what it spurred was the stopping of gladiators killing each other and that whole thing. So what the gist of that whole story was is that one small decision, one small choice, one small mm-hmm. voice can change the world. And I think we're so used to hearing loud voices of things mm-hmm. and we think ours mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And what yeah. we need to understand and come back to is like that phone call could be honestly stopping somebody from hurting themselves today. You have no Absolutely. clue yeah. what how heavy that could be for somebody just to reach out to them or look somebody in the eyes and check out and go, you have a beautiful smile. Like nobody ever gets mad when you're being kind to people. So it's just so so important. Because Corey was just telling me last night, I thought I was in Nashville this weekend and and he had the kids and I laugh because when he has the kids, like they go and do all these fun things. And I look like this boring mom. He makes them like stay at home and clean their rooms or something. I'm like, that doesn't sound like any bowling? other dads. Right? <laughs> and to play golf. They get all the glory. To pick strawberries, right? <laughs> and he was telling me, kind of out of nowhere, probably so I can share it here, but you know, it doesn't have to be us getting in the middle of gladiators and getting killed. We can literally just smile at someone. Like like you were saying, you have a beautiful mm-hmm. smile. Well, he said that on the way to Washington Farm, everything's like an hour away from us. It's hilarious. The only thing in this town is a public, which is awesome. I'm very thankful. <laughs> um, but um, he goes, I said, there's no electronics. We're not doing iPads. We're not like listening to the radio. We're just going to talk the whole ride. So he and the kids were talking and they got on the subject of he had just come back from a trip and have been through Atlanta airport. And I don't know if I'll ever go to the Atlanta airport, uh, but it is horrible. It's, horrible. I mean, it's just terrible. And so everybody's upset. Everybody's in a hurry. Everybody's just, you know, not nice. And yeah. he said that his last trip, he decided I'm going to smile at anyone I see. That's yeah. what Corey decided. And he goes, so the whole time at the airport, I just smiled at people. <laughs> He's just smiling. <laughs> he just smiled. And he goes, Every he was telling Walker and CJ, every single person smiled back at me. They stopped and smiled back. There was not mm. one person who looked down. There was not one person who like rolled their eyes. They literally just smiled back at me. It's and he like goes, they were it waiting. made my day so it's, much better at the airport. Yeah. And maybe it made theirs better too. So Walker apparently had gone to school the next day. <laughs> Walker and got is in the cheesing like, at everybody. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, I tried your trick. And Corey was like, what trick are you talking about? He's like, I just smiled at people all day. And they all smiled back at me. And so to your point, yeah, we don't have to go stand in the middle of a coliseum right. to make a difference. Yeah, We can literally smile. I don't know when something as little as that became. Why Why are we the weird ones for smiling at people? Like, right. this is so crazy now. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Why is that not the norm anymore? Yeah. But or like I still write, wave. write a letter to somebody and that will blow oh their God. mind. Like who blow doesn't love mind. getting a card that is just thinking of you? Like handwritten. Oh, that's hand like a written. That's like a gift. It is. With, I, like your name on the front of an envelope. Yeah, where you're like, even I remember when the boys were little, like one time, I think it was probably Owen, who's like, we never get mail because they don't get oh. mail. And I literally wrote them both a letter and just mailed it. And like, I love you. Like, we love you. That is so But sweet. it was, it was like, it lit them up. Yeah. 
It was that's you were doing the what, what are y'all gonna call it? The yaya, the yaya whatever you the doing, yaya yaya. initiative. The yaya something with yaya yaya. That's yeah. right. Before you even meant to, you were doing it because your mom is in both that's of y'all. Right. That's how that's you were right. doing that. And you right. know the beautiful thing about what mom did is she never talked about it. No. Like she oh. never sought any praise from us or other people or anyone. She literally just did it because it was what was in her heart and what she wanted to it do. It was who she was. And it was. Yeah. It was who she was. And then we get all of the fruit from it with people going, I loved your mom. I loved your mom. Mm. Your mom did this for me. Your mom did this for me. And we're like, who are you? We've never heard her talk about you. Just the most incredible legacy that got passed down to not only us, but but our our children. children. They saw that and experienced that and were changed by that, I think. That is unbelievable. Yeah, you got to do something with that. That is just almost being like, What's it called when you do something without like anyone knowing? It's like angel giving or angel. You know what I mean? They, they sometimes return. But y'all can do all these amazing things that like no one ever knows. That's but right. Yeah, like, yeah, I love that. Yeah, we we definitely so have cool. to do that. She was. She, I love that. She, she did something. it well. She did it well. Well, we like to end our episodes, Lainey, by asking three yeah. fast questions, hot flash questions. Okay. What do we call these? Three questions in a flash. Three questions in a flash. I was like, what is this term? I love this. <laughs> All right, okay. here we go. I'm, ter- I'm terrible at thinking on my feet. This is why I'm terrible at These are easy. These are- okay. Yeah, these okay. are so simple. You're going to totally like rock this. Okay, so first question, coffee or tea? Oh, as I'm downing my coffee right now, coffee. I know. Oh my Unless God. my doctor's listening, because they're like, you got to tell them this coffee. You're a dream of land And then you're like, and if that's happening, then tea. Water. Yeah, Water's right. my favorite. <laughs> Water. <laughs> All right. Beach or mountain? Uh, probably beach. It's a tough sell. I mean, if, hey, if I'm by myself or just with Corey the beach, because then it's like, just me, I can read a book. Yes. Um, I'll go with beach. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then the last one, what book is on your bedside table? Well, here's what's fun. Well, or I'm, what I'm books? listening to it. <laughs> um, I've bought like, because I'm writing this book, I went to Barnes and Noble and like anything that spoke to me or the inside pages or the way it was laid out or the graphics. So I have five books that I cannot even tell you the title of them um, that I'm absorbing from like a visual standpoint, but I'm currently reading via audible i don't know if that counts because i'm in the car a lot yeah which i cannot believe i'm doing this like at this point in life why i haven't done this before is c.s lewis three tape letters oh i've never read that i haven't either i started okay okay now i'm gonna get it on audible i just someone had to explain it to me or i'm so glad they did or y'all may have known this but i I would have never known what it was about and i would have like read a few pages and been like this is whack let me close it but it's basically you know Someone who works for the enemy writing yeah, it to his yes. nephew who's trying to get... And I have been mind blown. It's like, oh my goodness. And something we said earlier, you know how... I don't know if it was before we were talking or if it was on this actual... Once we started recording, but you know, we have all these things we want to do and then like life just happens. And that's like chapter two is like, if you can go and get them caught up in their day-to-day chores, go oh and do it. It will keep them from living <sighs> their purpose. And you know, wow. and I, it's just rocking my world because... My Bible study group in Nashville read it last month, and I didn't. I did not do it, and they were all like, "You gotta go read it." So that's what I'm reading. Oh my gosh! Last listening to. Okay. I was gonna say that like makes me want to go get it right now and listen to it on the yes. way home. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've not done the audible thing. So that's very intriguing to me because I still, I love a book. Like I love holding a book, but I think there's probably wisdom in listening to it. And you do sit in car lines, too. I know, so, like, I do. That would be a great car line thing to do. I love or that. in your car. Yeah. I just, All right, screw you know, it, It's like little chapters at a time, like 30 minutes here. To me, it yep. is the kind of book that you can do that with. So I love that. Yeah. It's my first time. We'll see if I continue Audible or not. But there well, you go. Lainey, where can people find you? If they, I know <laughs> they're going to want to know where you are. So where can they find you on social media and all the places? Um, they can go to Life in the Wheatfield. Um, I have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. There, there I will be. All right. And we'll put we that in the show notes in yeah. as well. Awesome. Um, Thank you. But we have had the best conversation. I think this is just like filled with incredible nuggets of too. wisdom and and also just well, being able to uh, catch up and I know. hear your so voice fun. again. And now that you're where you are, we totally need like to. Yeah, we, we need, need to, meet. to get yeah. together. Like, definitely, it would be well, so fun. I'm totally up for some time in Greenville. I just miss that place, and it has changed a lot. Last time I was there, I was like, "Where am I right now?" This is crazy. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, it is. So let's make that happen for sure. I would love it. We need All to do right. it. Well, thank you again. We we thank just y'all. love you and can't wait to um, for our listeners to hear it. It's going to be an incredible episode. Well, I love what you you both are doing, and just keep on doing it, putting it out there. All right. Let's all keep doing it, and we will see you hot flashers on the next episode.